0: Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness Podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF World Champions and WBFF Royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala-McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day.
1: They're super excited to come back online today after having had a few weeks off with my beautiful co-host, Stephanie.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm back. <laughs> I'm here.
1: And we oh, thought man. we would take the opportunity today to run through some of the things that have obviously been going down. Between our last episode where we had the most amazing guest on, Renee, if you haven't listened to it, go back download it, have a listen, because she was just phenomenal. I don't know, but I really enjoyed having her on staff. I've had a lot of comments. It people was comment that yes.
0: since my Mindset, absolutely. Her story and everything she had to overcome. I mean, it was such a great episode. Um, and right yeah. after that, I got freaking hit like a And soul. this is what I was
1: just going <laughs> to say. It's like, we had her
0: on and it was all about like,
1: health and this and that mindset and then literally the reason we have not been online is because and I thought this was just an amazing topic for us to go into because as everyone listening to this knows and I made a joke about it offline that Stephanie is like one of the fittest fuckers in the U.S. <laughs> like quite literally and um, oh, she has been got hit hard. <laughs> so incredibly sick with the vid she got yeah. Yeah, both Kerry it. and Steph actually contracted this. And, um, yeah, you know, look, we watched Kerry have it bad, but nowhere near as bad as you. And he seemed to bounce back quite quickly compared to you. And I think this is a really great segue into. The fact that you know, Ke- and Kerry's got comorbidities, right? Like he's got yeah, he has health, health conditions Absolutely. that yeah. make him at risk for you know potentially being a. Critical They're hereditary,
0: medication. guys. He's a healthy, healthy, healthy oh, man. He's he just, super.
1: He's super <laughs> he literally you know conditions with the heart that are just things you've got to be careful with, right? Exactly. So, exactly
0: Kerry, unlike
1: so. you, had had his double jab.
0: Yeah, he, you know, what's interesting, and I think this is what a lot of people don't realize. And and because COVID is such a topic, of course, for the whole world, I mean, it's a pandemic that everyone's having to endure. um, What people need to understand is that there's been different variants of COVID going around the world. And with the first wave, I think everyone's a little bit more common with it. Um, They A lot of people died. I'm not going to lie. Some immune systems could not obviously survive and um, get through it. But then you were able to find that a lot of people were asymptomatic. They didn't even have any symptoms, yep. um, and they were, you know, spreading it around. And the second variant guys is Delta variant that is going around is what put me down. That's exactly the variant that I got. Um, I I was traveling, taking precautions leading, you know, from like over a year ago when COVID happened like we probably only locked, well, Texas only locked down for like a month or so, no joke. And I think people don't really understand when I say literally just a month. I think Australia has been locked down for like over a year and there's a a different type of restriction here. You know, when it comes down to different states, you know, I think um, because of that, we had the ability to travel, we were able to go everywhere. And I, I didn't get sick. You know, I didn't get contracted. And this last time my immune system was more compromised due to the fact that I did worlds. I definitely leaned out, I, yeah. uh, you know, down-regulated a lot of my immune system as well as hormonal, um, function and everyday nutrients that, you know, depleted from my body. So trying to bounce back from a competition. So this is for anyone that is competing or doing a deficit. I think it's really important for you to prioritize your immune health, um, and just try trying to keep literally everything that means boosting your immune system, antioxidants, and really trying to make sure your vitamins are up to, you know, up to par because this is when we can get more exposed and need more susceptible to catch um, any viruses It doesn't, doesn't just mean COVID. Right. And um, so me being in that state coming post-show, I, I, don't really go out guys. Like I'm a homebody. Like I work from home. I, most of the time, a lot, a lot of the times I train from home, but now maybe the gym is the only thing that I'll go to. Um, and then sometimes a few times to to eat. And I went to the Dallas show, I'm not blaming it on, on any competitor. It just means that, you know, I was in public. I definitely got a lot of hugs. I was, you know, in contact with so many people and we both, contracted it we both like carrie got sick a little sooner than i did um and then obviously we lived together and you know we we were both sick like a dog in the first week we really just thought we had flu symptoms so um just to kind of go over some of the symptoms for people to understand too um everyone reacts very differently carrie and i both yeah. had sip- separate symptoms like we didn't have, sometimes we had similar ones, but we both had complete different symptoms the whole time. And what was weird about everything is the fact of how it comes and goes. I think yeah. that was what's the, the real, oh, it was just hard to, you know, really understand. Okay, am I getting better or am I not getting better? I'm regressing, <laughs> but I'm progressing. So, um, it, it is one of those things where each individual is going to, you know, catch it differently, yeah. feel it differently. It's gonna, you know, last differently. I consider myself pretty healthy. Um, Um, I, you know, do everything by means by trying to take blood markers, you know, as well as, you know, try to eat a very, very healthy diet and train year round, you know, and and I think that because of this, we just think we're invincible, and that we're not going to catch it. And I mean, it's really important to understand that no matter how healthy you think you are, and how unhealthy you may blame others to be. Everyone at some point is gonna catch it, um and yeah. our immune system is going to have to, you yeah. know, go through the toll. And with you know the vaccination thing, I think. Um, people that have health concerns have, you know, of course, core morbidities that, you know, it's really important for you to get vaccinated. You definitely need to get it. You know, I think that is uh, very important for those that are in the age groups that are higher risks, you know, health concerns that have to do with your hearts, um, as well as like just yes. anything hereditary or just current conditions you have. Um, and in the case of somebody healthy, like in where I'm just referring to, you know, I didn't uh, go yeah, ahead and get the hard. vaccination because I did, not fall in those groups. I was not at risk. I didn't see the need. I don't have a job that's requiring me to get it. Um, you know, and yeah. because of that, you know, I had my choice. And I think it's everyone's choice to make that decision, um, you know, in order to get it or not. This is not a a pro or un, you know, obviously a um unvaccinated type of discussion. It just means that, you know, everyone does have to make their own choice and understand that, you know, you are gonna be at risk regardless because you're gonna catch it. Anyway, guys, you're going to be vaccinated and unvaccinated and you're still going to catch it. Okay. So I think, yes, this
2: is a conversation we've been having a lot lately here because, you know, I think we've got, so at the moment in Australia, we've got this massive divided situation where you've got people that are pro, you know, vaccine, you've got people that are mega anti-vaccine conspiracy (laughs) theorists coming out their fucking ass. <laughs> and I actually find those people annoying. I can't stand the conspiracy theorists. I'm like, just stay away from me because you really annoy me. But on um, any vaccine, like again, I'm a big believer. Hey, I don't know. There's either. pro
0: there's the pro-vaccine people that are fucking nuts too. Okay. So like just saying
2: <laughs> like they're out of their I brain, I just stay away like... from everyone. I can't handle extreme people. I, I just think extreme either end something exactly something wired wrong in you, just stay away for me yes so absolutely. for me personally i think um i look i don't have it i don't have a deep-seated opinion on it either way like i really don't care i think it's up to you your individual absolutely. preference if you want to have it have it if you don't don't in australia though there are ramifications of not having it and it's as simple as this you cannot go to venues, you cannot go to restaurants, you cannot go to salons, you cannot go. The only place they're letting you is to Woolworths and Coles to get your groceries and a gym. They're actually allowing gyms, which I think is really good. Americans, are you like listening that. to
0: this shit? I'm just, yep, I'm just know, mind blown over here. Americans. So I'm here really happy that they're letting
2: gyms because I think for <laughs> mental health, people need to have access to that, right? My Thank biggest you. thing is this. You're going to get it whether you've had the vaccine or not. And, and the yeah, likelihood of you getting it is really high, especially Christoph and I have mm-hmm. had this conversation, very, very high when it comes time to travel, right? You're going to inevitably be exposed to it. The concept of having it, is not about removing it from you and making you um invincible to it it's about not stressing the community and the infrastructure of the hospitals and not having people in intense exactly Exactly. that's what it's actually about so we actually have this big divide in australia at the moment i've got clients where their families are fighting in-house inside the family because they're um, basically saying you can't come over to our house because you're not vaccinated and then they're saying you know like like having
0: these big wars internally like i'm talking like brothers do you hear what's happening though it is almost as if they're trying to put everyone against everyone if it's not a racial war it's gonna be some type of segregation segregation, right like it's about (laughs) this vaccine guys everyone has their own opinion everyone has a choice like it should not be about being on different sides it's not about that like guys we are in a household we're married like we each made our own decision okay because we both have the right one to. vaccinated
2: and one yes. not. Right? So God, this, this, is this is kind, this kind is of the reason
0: is. why I'm yeah. explaining. I know, actually use this.
2: <laughs> I use this as an example when I'm discussing it with people. I'm like, man, if my best mate can be in a marriage and one has vaccine, one hasn't, and they're fine, why are you fighting with your friends and family about this? Like. Put it this way, two of my best friends are not vaccinated. I don't even know if they will be. Does it annoy me that I can't go to a restaurant with them come the 17th of December? Yeah, it does. Does does it annoy me that I can't include them when I go to see a movie or to get reflexology? Fuck yeah, it does. But guess what? That's their choice. I'm okay with it. And I'll cook dinner at home. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not out there telling them they've got to go get it. I'm not excluding them from my environment. And I'm not telling, you know, anyone that I think that, it's a necessity. I just think
0: no one should be shamed. The
2: consequences.
0: For doing yeah, it or right. not doing it. You know, you exactly. shouldn't so point a finger of your for hey, you're killing industry. my grandparents. Guys, that is extreme. Like, <laughs> if your parents, gra- you know, so if they're bad. gonna have a strong enough they, honestly, like I understand people where they're funny. coming from, but they're extremists, just kind of like what we're talking about here. They're not really yeah, 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 yeah. actually yeah. taking in the facts, okay? They're trying to close their ears and just listen into the one side of what you know, obviously, they believe, and that, that's it, nothing else yeah. goes. And yeah. you need to understand the facts okay like the studies that are currently still being done like a study that did you know that happened a year ago is not going to be valid for what's currently going on right now this is a different variant and people are still understanding and learning about the second variant and look COVID's not going anywhere I think this is where where reality
2: is it's really it's not. not, gonna it's really no not. Way. <laughs> and this is where, um, you know, this is where, especially if you're in Australia, like um, no one external to Australia will be allowed into Australia. Even when we do open it up to people that are not residents, unless you are double vaccinated with a negative test and then you have a negative test upon entry. Like it's like going to be intense, right? It's and, going to be
0: crazy intense for hey, you guys even hey, to get, you know, uh, I think we can't even go that. at the
2: moment. We can't yeah. even go at the moment from our state to another state that, you know, we live between the two states. We've got oh, Canberra yeah. and Queensland, right? right. So we, we go between these two states all of the time. Usually we can't even do that at the moment because up until the 17th of December, they're making you quarantine for two weeks upon re-entry. After the 17th of December, they're going to allow us to come back. But you can only travel if you are double vaccinated with negative tests. And, between and, our states, inside yeah, our I, own country.
0: I, I understand, you know, this is a whole country um, and people here in the states are dealing it from state to state, just kind of like what you're referring yeah. to. Like in New yeah. York, for example, um, we have, you know, even outdoor events requiring you know, to show a vaccine card, you know, they're requiring children that are, you know, as young as three I don't years like old, I don't, I don't you like know, I think, to I think require be, the vaccination. Yeah, yes.
2: it,
0: it. it gets, it gets even mustier, I right. think, from state to state, because every state has their own belief. They have their own, you know, right. governor right. that's going to state, you know, whether they're going to need the vaccine card, you know, and I think that's really where a lot of confusion comes worldwide, because then they think, you know, um, everyone's on one side or the other, and here just for the reality and the truth is they're they're just separating, you know, communities because of the same exact issue you guys are yeah. dealing with about, you know, pro or anti, you know, um, vaccine. And it really, and then people losing their jobs, um, being yeah, required to, you know, get the vaccination. Yeah. And I think that that's really the issue here. It's really not about COVID anymore as much as it is that segregation from every, you know, I it's think great. individual from part, you know, from, like you said, from um, a family standpoint or whether if it's a work um you know standpoint or just a personal belief and it, at the end of the day everyone like just make sure you do your research you, you shouldn't just believe what the news say what the media says what you know your best friend said or someone oh told you you must get it I'll or you shouldn't get it saying,
2: i'll segue by saying your brother's mother's uncle's cousin Mailbox delivery shouldn't be the person that you go, oh well they had a bad experience, so I'm not gonna get one. Like exactly. come on, guys. Like, don't take mm-hmm. anecdotal evidence off of people that are twice and three times removed from you as to your evidence on whether or not you get something, right? Like I think just to do better research than that. I think would be exactly. the thing I would say to people. I mm-hmm. didn't want to rush into it. I, you know, literally I didn't, I didn't care. I was happy to get it, no issues, no hesitation on. The fact that we would eventually need it. Well, you have to travel. You you have no way around it. Yeah. Sooner was because we need to travel. We need to be able to attend shows. In Australia, you can't compete and you cannot enter the venue to even support someone competing without proof that you are double vaccinated. End of story. That's a thing. So I can't, when my whole business is around that, I completely Not be understand. I, I felt sorry. like that
0: was coming for right. us and until yeah. like I was yeah. literally gonna be that person that was gonna hold off yeah. until like yeah. it was a yeah. a mandatory thing for me to yeah. travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going no. to honestly just wait till then. And I, same thing, Allie, I wanted to know the research that was going to be done yes. and make sure that it was, first of all, it wasn't even FDA approved when it first came out. So it was more of yes. something that needed to be guinea pigged. And I honestly didn't want to fall underneath that. And I think that every, again, everyone's opinion doesn't mean that you, if you were the first person and you made a you know decision to first get vaccinated, that doesn't mean that you were one. I'm just saying that it was something that you were probably either forced pressured. And if you don't have that, pressure to you know above you I I think you should really take your time to really research and make sure you are informed with the current studies (laughs) and I'll keep saying that because the current ones have changed they have changed. They, I, they can prove to you exactly. whether you're vaccinated exactly. or not, you're going to get it. So that's not what this war should be about. And, um, it should be about precautionary really, protocols. Exactly.
2: Exactly. I was really lucky too, because I actually obviously being in the thick of my IVF um, I had an amazing specialist doctor who literally went in and did a whole bunch of research to find out for myself and then other clients, obviously what was going to be the safest, the best, the um, least likely for me to have any negative side effects leading into a point for conception, and then also, you know, if I had to have a booster during pregnancy, which I'm going to have to, um, you know, what would be That's what would nice. be the best one? And so I was really lucky. I had really great medical. You know, um, backed advice. And she presented me with data where I was like, yeah, okay, all right, I feel more confident with that. Like, I mean, it's oh, like, sure. it's not fully backed yet and it's not fully researched yet, but there was enough that gave me enough confidence where I went, for "Well, sure I have to get it. No matter what, I'm going to be stuck getting it to get anywhere, to go in anywhere and to travel, which I need to for business. So I'm going to go with what my doctor told me is safest for fertility. And they know right you. Here. you know, well, sure. Exactly. So, and yeah. you know, I have a heart condition. So mm-hmm. I'm someone that like Kerry has those conditions and does have some more high risk comorbidities. And you know what? I had no, nothing. All I had, it was, I had nothing in my first jab at all, felt not a thing. In my second one, I had that afternoon. I had, I think it was about five or six hours of a slightly elevated temp and flush red cheeks, Plus, nothing yeah. the next day. Mm-hmm. To the Nothing. So you had Don't no, and Carrie
0: had no symptoms either, just actually no. go through. He got the vaccination. He got, you know, even a second shot and he did not get any symptoms like no. whatsoever. Yeah. He didn't even have a sore arm, which I think is more common, yeah, um, but you know, like he, I didn't he was even totally have to Yeah, I've had clients that were put down from, you know, uh, from getting it and meaning like their immune system was definitely fighting off those antibodies that are trying to be created. And I think that's another reason why one thing I will recommend. So anybody, if you guys have this access in Australia, and I believe you guys, might. I'm not sure you can, um, you know, check or, you know, um, let me know Ellie is the antibody infusion. Like it's the monoclonal antibody infusion. Um, it is something that we have access to here and what it does, it's an IV infusion. So this IV infusion is going to replicate, you know, the actual antibodies that are going to fight against COVID. Um, but it helps your body fight off the symptoms get you know obviously alleviated from covid um, no from covid itself once you get covid let's say you contracted covid no i don't um, i don't
2: think we have anything like that but i also don't like we haven't had the cases you had where we've had to have these things developed even Do you know what I mean? So I think (laughs) that's a good point.
0: We have crisis here.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was a big crisis. It's made a bit different. You guys definitely like you had the rapid testing structure. Like you had all these things well before we did. But if you've got it there and it works, we will no doubt have it here at some point in the very near future because we get most things after you guys have done them, tried them, tested them. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Nothing that I know of at the moment when it comes to that, and I think you know, as I guess our numbers increase and as we're opening up and as the population starts to just get it more because it's obviously... Once they have the the higher um, you know vaccination rates, they don't mind just letting it kind of go through the country. Yeah, and let it, it flow it goes, and let correct. it kind of
0: go, go through your immune system. Yep. We all it's have true. to become immune. Like this world, the whole world, at some point, has to become immune to this. Same way the flu, I mean, kills so many people. I mean, we also have a flu vaccine, guys. Like, I mean, that's yeah. pretty pretty well and known. It for, doesn't mean you don't catch. The exactly, vaccine. doesn't but mean you don't get it. It just means that you're not gonna get the symptoms as bad, exactly. yeah. right? And, and that's one thing I think we're, as we're learning, you know, about COVID that that's a good example between Carrie and I is that, you know, he didn't have the symptoms as severe as myself, but he did have them yeah. linger a little longer, just kind of coming and going. Um, Again, but it means every individual is different. I was down, just so you guys understand some yeah. of my so you guys kind of you uh, was I was down to where I had like the, in, like the literal flu. Cause I really could have sworn it was the flu when I first got it. Um, it was just the body aches, fever over 102, 103 fever, you know, trying to literally sweat out everything. You can't hold anything in, you know, you're really just under the covers yet. You're cold. You got it's just practically like, if you're just a kid, I remember, all it did was flash me back to like when I was a child, like just remembering being so, sick from the flu. And that's really all I could really relate it to until, you know, the headaches got so bad that I could not, and I kid you not, I couldn't really do anything but lay, or sometimes just be lucky enough to kind of walk to the kitchen. Otherwise Carrie was bringing me everything to bed. Like I couldn't even stand the pounding. Like, it looked like, I felt like my brain in school was open. Like that's the yeah. best way to put it. Like it was so tender yeah. and like, it just felt like well, you they could just take it my up. brain out.
2: <laughs> they say that it's all Swelling
0: and it's a swelling, it was so brain, bad. And lungs, oh, so. and that was when I, things started moving around. So, after like my first five days of feeling like that, I lost my taste and smell. And that was kind of a confirmation for me that I'm like, Well, <laughs> I think it is COVID, I've been denying it the whole time, and I've just been <laughs> telling myself I'm just. Flu, you know, was sick. And uh, once I lost my taste and smell, I was like, shit, okay, I definitely have it. I don't even have to get tested at this point because I was so sick. Like I couldn't even get out of bed. Like, and yeah. let alone um, with like the chest compression and sore throat that was started happening after the fifth day, things started moving around. And I think this is where I got a little like scared because once it went to yeah. my chest, yeah. I had sharp pains. I mean, sharp pains, yeah. like if you were getting a knife, And just stabbing my chest and i'm like how do i breathe like so when i when the breathing starts getting a little difficult you're like but uh, why why like why should i go to the hospital you're starting to think to this point right like maybe i should take myself to the hospital like i think but again you're not going to get anything better okay i'll be honest guys you guys taking yourself to the hospital is not really going unless you really feel like you're gonna die which there was points. I'm not gonna lie. I thought honestly. <laughs> <My> <laughs> I, I <God>. <laughs> said, you like know, I've, always said, I've always said I've always said,
2: fucking vaccinated or not, I never wanted cash because I know it's horrendous, right? And I've had Man. enough clients and even people really close to me have it that it the the concept of getting it, I fuck there's nothing worse. Like honestly, it freaks me out. I, I genuinely then look at someone like you and I'm like, you're honestly one of the healthiest, fittest people I know. I know exactly how you live day to day. So I know how robust your immune system is. Even the way you prep is is solid. So I even know that as a slightly compromised immune system, your immune system is still better than 95% of the normal population at its lowest. So for me, when I watched you literally, I mean, you couldn't even message when we found out we were pregnant. You were that- dead to it you took a week (laughs) before you could even reply you're like guys i'm so sorry i'm I'm only just alive again and i'm like man this chick is nearly dead this is like so bad yeah
0: it was horrible. Like I couldn't even. Okay, it was to the point I got photophobia. Which I started you, to worry about you. I started to worry <laughs> about you. me and Carrie I was, was worried. Me. And I'm like, I'm getting <laughs> fucking worried here. Oh my he god, he was worried. Bless his heart. Like he would literally walk in. And he's like, shit, she's not getting better. You know, yeah. she's like, you know, actually getting worse. And um, it was it was at that point when it was the chest pain. So it, this so just to explain, the first week was flu symptoms, fevers, body aches. You just kind of have yeah. like you know, really just nausea was horrible. Uh, I couldn't really hold anything down. I couldn't eat solid foods. Like all I was having was like technically chicken soup and uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes some, some, some water because it wouldn't, you know, come back up. And it was just to a point where you just know you're sick. So the second week it turned into chest pains uh, more sore sore throat, so more cold symptoms. But at the same time, I had no fevers, but I had the headache that just kept going. And yeah. after, like after I had no more flu symptoms. I literally could not look at any light. Like I couldn't look, I, I couldn't do any of my calls with clients. Oh I couldn't do anything that had to do with, you know, blue lights in general, like any type of lighting. I would get massive ringing and just like the the, oh. the pain was so bad. I'm like, I'm like in a dark room. I was a vampire for a good two weeks, guys. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't leave. I kept everything with black curtains and I couldn't look at my phone. And it was horrible because everyone's sending me such, you know, sweet messages. The clients are worried like are you gonna die practically (laughs) like you know i i'm i'm not able to do like Allie, you gave us the news and Carrie came in and I remember kind of cheering in bed. I was cheering <laughs> in bed I was like, yay! Oh, uh, uh, uh. I, can't. Can't. I can't, okay, I'll turn around and just try to make my chest feel better because it was such oh, a harsh like pain. pain. All I could do is curl in a ball to try to like alleviate because guys, there's no much, I was taking so many like pain medicine, acetaminophen, you know, and trying to just get the fever down and pain, um, the muscle pain, as well as like just the body aches down it really did not go away um so which is why just things that i did want to kind of cover for anyone that's going through yeah. COVID. Or is having um, maybe symptoms or starting to feel that they might have it, is making sure you actually switch to aspirin. I think this is one of the mistakes that I made even during this time that I was taking so much acetaminophen. um, And I mean, of course, not to the overregulated amount, it just was day to day. Guys, I got worried after taking it for two straight weeks. I go, I call a doctor, like, I, I don't think this is healthy. Like, I, I don't think I'm supposed <laughs> to take acetaminophen and pain relief medicine for over two weeks. Like I've been taking cough suppressant as well as, you know, pain relievers just to get, you know, fever and pain down. And I don't feel comfortable taking it past two weeks. So I'm just not going to take it anymore. And they're like, you know, you know, regulating a little bit more of my dosage. And they're like, aspirin is really what I want you to be taking switch over to aspirin. And this is actually from a holistic doctor that I started um, actually connecting with because the other was just more of a, your, your, your body's going to get through it. Right. Like everything is going to be fine. You're fi- You know, you're healthy. You're, they label you as healthy. So they just assume that you're going to be okay. And it wasn't until I started doing some of those protocols that it really did help me. And I boosted more vitamin C. So I normally take, um, about 500 milligrams daily of vitamin C. I boosted that to, you know, a thousand milligrams, um, Uh, Normally take anywhere from 25 to 50 milligrams of zinc. And I doubled that for a good week. So I was taking about hundred milligrams of zinc uh, daily. I was doubled by my D3 as well. My K2 D3 specifically what I was taking. I had that at 5,000 IUs for the first week that I took it though, that I doubled it. It was 10,000 IUs. Um, and then I went back down to daily of 5,000. Um, and then afterwards, I mean, it was just trying to do like IV therapy, which was the antibody infusion that helped tremendously. Um, and if you don't have that over there in, in Australia, you guys, the glutathione helped me tremendously yeah. Yeah. as well. Um, and just we doing like just getting a a B12 booster shot or, you know, also trying to get, you know, obviously your vitamin C up. I'm sure you guys have some, some like Myers cocktails type of IVs over there that you guys can order up. Um, But that did make my, my, my body feel much more rehydrated. I felt much better. I felt like my bodily fluids were actually kind of normalizing. Um, But then overall, like the medicine that really got rid of COVID for me was um, ivermectin and hydrochloroquine. And those were the two that were prescribed oh, okay. and they are prescription medicines. So not everybody, it's just because it wasn't going away. I was to the point, my chest pain just was not, I'm like, I, how long this did it take okay. before the chest pain started
2: to subside for you, babe?
0: It, so it, they didn't go away for a good solid 14 days, like a good solid four, like I had them ongoing the for the full two wow. weeks. Um, but then afterwards, like I still had lingering for the next week, my symptoms, like I, they just moved. Like one day it was the chest. The next day was my throat. The next day, my, my ongoing, I think very common denominator was the head. Um, yeah. it was just swelling. Like overall, you just have a headache every day and you get so down guys. Like you're just un, not, it's not unmotivated. It's like just depressed. Like you're just depressed yeah. about what you're going through because you don't yeah. really have, uh, like anything to look forward to you have nothing you can't yeah. do anything <laughs> and so and it, the more you try to do stuff I will say I tried the working a few times the more yeah. I kept yeah. getting sick um yeah. so I tried doing a few Skype calls with someone I'm like it's just talking you know I would hop off the Skype calls and I couldn't breathe. Like it would be to the point where I am just gasping for air to try to, I had to go lay down for the rest of the day for just doing like wow. two hours. And I'm like, I, I just, I can't work. Like I can't, this is, this is horrible. Um, but it'd be guys like after the things, the symptoms kind of go down. It's really more of lingering symptoms. Like I still don't have my smell hundred percent back. Uh, oh my, my taste gosh. came back after <laughs> oh. <laughs> good and bad thing um my taste buds going away was the hardest I like especially you get this because we're foodies like we love taste and we like flavor Uh, and that was the hardest part for me during the whole like downtime was not being able to taste my food nor Smell my coffee or taste my coffee. Like I oh stopped drinking God. even coffee because I was so depressed. So I was like, "This sucks. Why am I even gonna <laughs> drink it? Like, why am I gonna no drink Smell it. I can't taste it. Like this is bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I can't." Um, so I would just cut it out for a couple weeks, and i I can taste it now. I'm good. Like I've I've had my taste buds back. My smell isn't uh, really back. I did smell one of my dogs like a couple days ago that I'm like I think my smell is coming back (laughs) um that was kind of because I tried buying my mom a perfume for Christmas before she left to El Salvador and I could not smell any perfume and those things are strong as hell and I was like yeah I can't smell any of these so mom I hope you (laughs) like the perfume um I've got a couple of clients
2: that literally are six months on and their smell still hasn't come back properly I've actually I, had one that a, for three months, still no um, no real taste again, like something slight taste, but not full or taste. And I'm like, oh my God, I'd want I to you my to
0: see My face, <sighs> how many messages I got of people's stories, like from my, yeah, like just from my stories in general, really telling me their stories. And I was getting so worried. I was getting to the point where I'm like, it's going to be me. I'm going to lose my taste buds. God, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do to deserve to not taste my food the rest of my life? You know, oh I, was, I was, I was depressed. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a very humbling yet, you know, something that I think we all learn from all these things that we yeah. experienced, um, have really made me a lot more grateful for my health and even so, things that we do every you
2: know, day. <laughs> I, think, um, I think you hit the nail on the head though. And this is something I was just going to touch on. It's probably the biggest principle that I talk about with all of my clients when it comes to this, Process and this whole health scare is that your health has got to be your primary focus, right? Yes. So if, if Stephanie, 100%. who's one of the healthiest people that we could imagine, got knocked around so bad, imagine if you are compromising your baseline health every day, and then you go into this illness, potentially even vaccinated, but you go into it and your health markers are really low, you're going to have this so much worse than you really need to be experiencing it, right? So mm-hmm. I'm a big believer that vaccinated or not vaccinated you know let's take that out of the equation for the, for the moment focus on your goddamn health get your Please. immune system up make sure that's all that oh. in yourself properly yep. make sure your balanced you know nutrition covers up all your micros as well as your macros so that you've got everything your body needs to function op- to optimally and to fight systemic conditions like this yes. right I think 100%. even if you are vaccinated, don't be an idiot and think all of a sudden you're not going to catch it. Still focus on health because it's a combination of things that will make the severity of this less for you. And yes. if someone so healthy can be knocked on their ass so badly, uh, that's the main reason I want to talk about this today is to show everyone that hey, you know what? Even the greatest can fall really quite heavily with this. So. I think focusing on and looking at daily habits and looking at you know the things that you're doing and your lifestyle choices might be the biggest way to prevent this illness being so severe. And it might also be something that you know um, makes if you do choose to have the vaccine, it more even a more protective agent. You know, like I just think it's got to be about I more than just a, a, a thousand a magic jab. I think it's got to be your actual focus on health. You know, I think it's got to be the you nailed it, Ali, because.
0: If any, if you can take anything from this, is not even about you know um, whether you should get it, whether you shouldn't. We're t- I'm telling you, you know, just from personal experience, um, as well as just watching a day to day. We have so many cases here, so many different type of scenarios. This can kill you. Look, this is just pretty, yeah. pretty blank, and and it's pretty known around the world. If you are not healthy and to a point where you aren't taking care of, you know, of course, your immune health and things that should be your priority, you might get put on your ass, not just like me, but actually end up in the hospital. I know of some other, and this is not to scare anyone. This person was vaccinated. So on top of that, they're still in the hospital three months later on a ventilator and they were healthy. They They, they were actually someone that we consider, I mean, they were in the higher risk age group but they were healthy. So that doesn't mean that, you know, you can't get it or can't get put on your ass or in the hospital or even, you know, die from it. It's just about making sure if you can take anything from this is to take care of your health and to prioritize it and to make sure you are doing things on a day-to-day to improve your blood markers, improve your digestion, improve, improve obviously your hormones, your mentality around you know health, because we get so stuck on the physique that we forget our internal health. Yes. So don't always think of just your physical aspect but think of your internal you know uh self and it's both spirit mind and you know obviously organs i think it's really important i
2: also think is the world's opening back up again in particular australians listening to this you know Just don't lose sight of your hygiene, right? Like, I think one of the best things that happened with COVID was that it really forced everyone to up the ante (laughs) on their self care (laughs) and their hygiene. And it meant that our public zones became, for the first time that I can ever remember in my life, really clean like, you know, from Mm -hmm. toilets to entry points to, you know, even just public handles (laughs) on things that are constantly being wiped down. It's actually an awesome thing. And I'm actually so grateful if there was only one good thing that came out of COVID, it was an increased focus on individual levels of hygiene. And I'm an OCD person. So my hygiene's always been like over the top, ridiculous, next level for five people type. But no one else around me usually is the same. So I really enjoyed having a much cleaner environment around there where we go. And my only sort of real thing is I think as people relax more, um, you know, I think their old habits of just being somewhat freaking dirty are going to come back into play. So just make sure you're really careful about your environment. Make sure you're cleaning yourself and your environment around you. If you're touching things, be aware that if you're touching services, you know, just maybe don't touch your freaking face and your mouth. Like it's, it's really simple little things. But if you focus on those things, I think it just protects you better.
0: It does. And making sure where you um, touched was, you know, making sure you have the right nutrients. Micronutrients are so important, guys. I think because COVID does dehydrate you tremendously because you can't keep your fluids in and you really can't, you're nauseated, you can't get all your nutrients in, you get put down even more. Make sure you are getting your micronutrients in just on a daily basis. This isn't aside from being sick. Um, the daily greens is even an actual supplement that you're able to supplement it on a daily basis if you're not getting and and eating a sufficient amount of greens you know i think that's very important too and just making sure you are looking at your blood seeing what you're deficient in and adding those things in for yourself because every person's very different Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) okay so i think um i think we've
2: covered off quite a bit there for everyone and i think you know like like, I hope I legitimately scared you all into not wanting to catch it. No, I'm just joking. But I hope <laughs> it's something that's, that's made you aware that, you know, like I said, it was the eye-opener for me when I saw, you know, just how sick Steph was for so many weeks. It was that moment of, man, I never
0: want to catch this. Like, I really hope I don't. But at the same time. I think it's, I don't wish it upon 30. anybody. I really don't right. wish it upon the way I did. You know, at least I, I know several people that are asymptomatic and you may be one of those. I really kept wishing the whole time. I was like, I really wish I was asymptomatic to all this, uh, <laughs> but clearly I wasn't. And I was feeling every symptom under the sun. I went and I got um, COVID cleared. I actually was getting tested throughout trying to make sure if I was COVID clear, and I wasn't, I, I got a couple negative mm-hmm. tests, and then I finally uh, got uh, a positive, well, technically negative, but, you know, um, I yeah. was cleared, yeah. so, yeah. 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 so. <laughs> So I'm clear. I'm good. I'm making my comeback. I think uh, we all have to learn that we can make a stronger comeback. You know, from any setback, um, time off isn't always the worst thing. I remind myself that you know, blessings in disguise usually kind of come in this type of way. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna learn what can I do. You know, um, to propel myself forward going into you know training again because I know it's gonna be a little uh, process to get myself after actually a full month off from training essentially. Um, Uh, It's going to be interesting. So that, that is definitely going to be a journey. I'll be trying to share as much as I possibly can. Um, But I, you know, appreciate every message. It never went unseen. Even if I didn't respond, I promise, I promise, I appreciate, and I really, really, really loved every single one of them. Um, And I just felt the support and just like the concern of everybody, including you, Allie, you guys were uh, always checking up on me and, you know, just Making sure I was all right and I'm
2: alive. Things, I'm alive. People <laughs> we like down and out for the like the first week, oh yeah, she's sick. But the second and third weeks was where I was like, ah, I really she cannot fucking die people like i remember having a moment of she cannot be one of the statistics because i just can't handle that
0: She cannot. i I thank god every single day you know for giving me the strength to get through it and you know giving me the opportunity to share and you know any person that is maybe going through it or having some concerns never hesitate like i at this point i feel like i'm like the covid uh protocol type of you know uh (laughs) influencer because i've got thousands (laughs) like literally of messages like what so what do we do if we can't catch COVID. It's like, guys, if, if you do go through my story, I'll be putting it in my highlights. Cause I got so many questions about it. Uh, just to screenshot the protocols that I was following with, you know, milligrams and stuff like that. Cause it was very, very helpful. And from studies and researches that have been done recently, it's actually the best protocol to be following. So, um, yeah, I'll be sharing that and thank you everyone. And we will catch you guys on the next episode.
1: Yay. Thanks Steph. Thanks Allie. Bye.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Iola 7. See you all next week.